Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Discovering that Superman was still alive after his terrific battle with Henry Miller, the Nazi atom man, Miller and his sinister ally, Sidney, concocted a diabolical scheme to once and for all eliminate the Man of Steel. Meanwhile, again in possession of his great powers, Superman hurried to the laboratory of Dr. John Millison, a famous scientist, in response to an urgent summons. Millison gave him what appeared to be an ordinary plastic belt, but which was actually an extremely sensitive detector, equipped to warn Superman of the presence of kryptonite, the deadly radioactive element which enables Miller to generate atomic power. Then Superman asked a question, the answer to which may mean the difference of life and death to him. Listen. Tell me, Dr. Millicent, will this detector belt warn me of of the Atom Man? Well, I... I think so. You do? Yes, the detector's extremely sensitive. Makes use of a new principle of radar, which we perfected just before the war ended. Of course, it won't register at nearly as great a distance as when the element is in its solid form. No, I can understand that. At what distance from the Atom Man will it register, would you say? Well, for a rock, yes, I'd say about... Ten yards. Ten yards? That's only 30 feet. Yes. It might register at a greater distance, but I wouldn't count on it. 30 feet? That's not much. But it might just give me time enough to take him by surprise and tear that box off his throat. That's my only chance to defeat him. What box? Well, he wears a small square metal box over his jugular vein. It has a tiny electronic tube in it and a switch. That box controls his power. I found out that much. Hmm. Sounds like an electronic converter designed to flash an impulse to the kryptonite atoms in his blood, starting on nuclear fission. No, no. It's impossible. He'd explode to bits. Everything he pointed his metal gloves at exploded except me. And he remained very much alive. Impossible. Wait. Did you say he wore metal gloves? Yes, they were meshed metal. Jagged green sparks poured out of the fingers like miniature lightning bolts. Amazing. What was the metal, do you know? I'm afraid I was too busy trying to stay alive to find out. It was gray-white, I can tell you that, with a sort of bluish cast. Those gloves are the secrets. And the converter, of course. I'd certainly like to see them. After my next encounter with the Atom Man, if I'm still alive, I'll bring them to you, Doctor. What makes you think you'll encounter him again? I'm sure I will. He said he intended to destroy me first and then enslave the rest of the world. Well, he knows now that he didn't destroy me. Chances are he's looking for me right now. How can he find you? Nobody knows where you go or, or even who you are. Yes, that's my ace card, my only salvation. Well, I'll be going now, Doctor. I can't tell you how grateful I am. Forget it. I did very little. I only wish I could do more. You did a great deal. It may make all the difference. No, no, don't don't bother to show me to the door. I'll use your skylight again if you don't mind. Of course not. So long. And thanks again. Goodbye. Best of luck. Up! Up! And away! Leaping through the open skylight, Superman leaves Dr. Millicent's laboratory and streaks away. A short time later, once more in the guise and garb of Clark Kent, he enters the Daily Planet City room and approaches Jimmy Olsen's desk. 
Mr. Candy, what? Well, how? I'm so startled, Jim. But, but you're in Florida. You were awful sick, and, and are you all right now? Fine, thanks. Well, gee, that's swell. Well, Lois. Well, she's out on a story. Where's Mr. White? <laughs> this is a silly conversation. He's in Florida. Oh, and that reminds me, I'll have to send him a wire. He won't know what happened to me. Oh, well, I guess you're all right again. When you start getting mysterious, it means you're in the groove. Let's hope I am. Jim, have there been any reports on our late friend and colleague, Henry Miller? No, not a one. He just disappeared. Listen, Mr. Kent, hmm? did you really mean it yesterday when you said he was the Adam Man? Did I say that? Well, sure you did. Don't you remember? Oh, I guess you didn't know what you were saying, huh? Well, one guess is as good as another. I got some things to attend to. I'll see you later, Jim. Oh, now, look, Mr. Ken, don't start clamming up on me again. What? Well, you know something. I can tell by the way you act. Oh, here, I'll hang your overcoat up. Thanks. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like a little privacy. I got a call or two to make. But we can have lunch together if you like. Okay. Hey, where'd you get that snazzy new belt? Oh, you like it? Yeah, it's keen. One of those fancy plastic jobs, huh? I guess you could say that. Uh, Jim, send Beanie in, will you? I want to send a wire to the chief right away. He'll be having fits. Okay. What time do you want to go to lunch? Oh, 12.30, 1, whenever it suits you. Well, the earlier the better. You know me. I certainly do. 12.30, then. Check. Right. Ah, let's see. A telegram. Sorry. Had to rush away. Very urgent matter. Hi, Mr. Cat. Just a minute, Beanie. I'm finishing a telegram. I'd... Like you to send it out right away, please. Okay. There's a fat geezer here wants to see you. A what? Uh, here you are. A fat geezer. Oh? And very, very high claws. <laughs> He's wearing yellow gloves and spots and carrying a cane. Well, what's his name? Sidney. Sidney what? That's all he told me. He says he's got something very important to see you about. All right, send him in. And make sure that telegram goes at once, Beanie. Consider it done, Mr. Kent. Okay, Mr. Sidney, you can come in. His mind preoccupied with thoughts of the Atom Man, Clark Kent looks up indifferently as the fat Sidney, his tiny babyish mouth smiling benevolently in his moonlike face, waddles into the office. Kent is about to receive the shock of his life, so stay tuned in for the startling climax of today's episode. But first, your announcer. You know, gang, there aren't many prizes, or such doggone swell prizes that you can get as easy as those new comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pet. Why, you don't have to spend a single penny of your allowance. And yet, you can have the fun of collecting 18 different buttons, each one with a true-to-life picture of one of your favorite comic strip characters. It's no end of fun to add to your collection every time Mom opens a new package of pep. Fun to swap duplicates with your pals, too. And mighty exciting to wear all your buttons pinned on your jacket or dress or cap so everybody can see how many you've collected. And did I say these new comic buttons are easy to get? Why, you don't send in any money, not even a box top. All you do is to ask Mom to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Then look inside the package for your prize. One of these slick-looking new comic buttons from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now back to the adventures of Superman. Sidney, the shrewd master spy who now controls the Atom Man, has just entered Clark Kent's office at the Daily Planet. Placing his Hamburg hat, yellow gloves, and cane on a corner of the desk, he wedges his fat body into a chair and leans forward confidentially. Uh, I'm a retired businessman, Mr. Ganton, for several years. I, uh, I devoted myself to a, to a hobby. I think you'd be interested in it, and I need your cooperation. On what? Why, on my hobby, which I, I have reason to believe is the same as yours. 
I'm afraid I don't understand. What hobby? Why, uh, Superman, of course. Superman? Yes. Why, why do you look so startled, Mr. Kent? Startled? I'm not startled. Oh, forgive me. I, I, I thought you were. Well, what makes you think Superman is, is my hobby? Perhaps I use the wrong word. Perhaps I should say he is my hobby and your work. My work? What do you mean by that? Oh, perhaps nothing. Perhaps a great deal. But <laughs> let me tell you the real purpose of my visit. Yes, please, go ahead. Yes, well, well you see, I, I'm considering publishing a report of my studies on Superman in in which I, I would reveal to the world his true identity. His true identity? Of course, you know he has a double identity. He has? Come now, Mr. Kent, you know who he really is. I do? <laughs> Certainly you do. That's why before I publish my findings and expose his identity... No, no, you, you, I, you can't do that. You can't. Why, why not? Because... Well, you, you you may be mistaken. I'm you... quite sure I'm not mistaken. Well, you, you may be. You, you, you must be. And if you published a false report, you'd, you'd cause a great deal of trouble. Yes, I would, wouldn't I? <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. That's, that's why I want your help. My help? How can I help you? As an expert on Superman, Mr. Ken, I'd like you to look over my documents and photographs and all the other material that I have on the subject. I see. Well, this sounds very interesting, Mr. Sidney. I'd... Uh... I'd like to see your documents and other data. Yes, I was sure you would. <laughs> Shall we go now? I have a little place in the country. It's only about an hour's drive. Oh, no, I'm afraid I can't leave just yet, but I have a car, and, and well, perhaps this evening... Oh, whatever you say. My place is called Green Meadows. It's on a side road three and a half miles west of Glenville on Highway 33. You'll see a rustic sign saying Green Meadows in a dirt road through the trees. Uh, I'll find it all right. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. I'll be expecting you then. Goodbye, Mr. Kent. Until tonight. Yes, till tonight. Deeply worried, Clark Kent stares at the door through which Sidney waddled from the office and mutters to himself, Does he really know who I am? Or is he only bluffing? If he does know, what's his game? Is it blackmail? I've got to find out how much he knows and keep him from publishing it. If the Atom Man knew Superman was Clark Kent, well, that'd be the end. For me. Yes, Clark. And unfortunately, the Atom Man does know you're Superman. And so does Sidney. Are you going to walk into their trap? Think fast and act fast. Faster than even you have ever thought before. Because once again, your life is at stake. Fellows and girls, don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode, whatever you do. Tune in, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday... Same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.